The competition for listings is going to get fierce in the next coming months to maybe coming years as buyer agency is under threat and more and more agents want to become listing agents. We know that in our current environment, there are more agents than there are listings. So you need to be prepared to win. Go back and listen to our last episode if you missed it about how to actually uh, win the listing. But today we're gonna get super deep into the listing appointment and how we conduct that, give you the secrets and the tips you need to win it almost every time. Welcome to the How To Real Estate Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeremy Smith and myself, Kyle Lindsay. Jeremy, welcome back to another action-packed listing episode. Dude, I'm ready to get after it. Yeah. I am ready to get after it. We just teed you guys up on episode 16 of all the things you need to know and have in your arsenal to win listing appointments. And I'm excited to go more in depth about this particular part, right? Because on the last one, we talked about preparation and showing up and all that stuff that really matters. But right now, we're just going to go really deep on one aspect of that, which is conducting the listing presentation. Yes. I'm pumped about it. Yeah, dude. What are some things before we get into this too much? What are some things that folks listening should really be listening for? What what should they pay attention to? Yeah. So when you're doing this, there's a lot of whys behind the what's. And I, I do feel like as a, as you know, as you should be as a lifetime learner, understanding those will help you understand going forward how you might adapt or modify. But really understanding the whys helps you deliver the what's even more, more importantly, meaning like, why do we do things in a certain order? Why do we say things in a certain way? Why are we teeing up or future pacing instead of just telling someone something? Right. You know, there's a lot of interesting intricacies that have taken years and years and thousands of dollars in coaching and lots of books and time spent refining. There's a lot of time and energy that has gone into this and how we do this. Uh, that really, when you understand the whys behind it, could hopefully maybe even unlock other parts of your business. Absolutely. All right, dude. So let's get into this. We're going to talk to the folks about um, all the phases. We're going deeper on all the phases. So let's start with the goal setting and the situation review. Yes. Now, this is only this is this is, in my opinion, the most important part of the presentation, and it happens right up front. I have one listings in this part without ever even having to go into the presentation or any other stuff um, right here. And to really set yourself up for success, go back and listen to the last episode. You need to have that phone call ahead of time. Now, it, it, can you still be, have success in this part without it? Yes. But you are making it easier for yourself to have success if you have that phone call. Because one of the first things I like to do, it helps set yourself as a, as a professional and say, hey, uh, you know, during our phone call, this is what we discussed. You know, here were the goals. This is why you told me you're moving. This is what you told me with the house. Um, is all that still correct? Was anything else jogged your memory? Um, or, or how does that sound? And normally you get a, yeah, 100%. You know, they, they agree. Some people might not do this because it sounds redundant. Why would I do that? Why would I confirm what I already know? Well, you are confirming a few things in their mind. One is that you listened. Right. You're, you're showing them that you not only had, took the time to have the phone call, but you paid attention to what they said. You took notes. And you listen, and now you're able to intelligently summarize what they said back to them, and it, it it you're building a bond here, right? And that is you're starting to establish like and trust here, not just no. And I think that is super important. Absolutely, absolutely. And then sometimes things change. Mm-hmm. 
you know, between the time you talk, you talk to them on the phone, the time you get to the door yeah. and, and you're having this conversation, sometimes things change in that day, mm -hmm. right? They, they just made all of the difference. And now you have new information. Yep. Maybe that increases their motivation. Maybe it decreases their motivation, but you need to know. So some questions I like to ask is, hey, I, I mean, this is probably my go-to question. Tell me more about your situation. Mm -hmm. Just that. Yeah. Now tell me more about your situation. Mm -hmm. That it's intriguing. You know, get you more stuff. So that one's pretty simple as far as explanation goes. It's a lot more, I guess, complex when it comes to execution of it. Like you've got to really be a good listener and have good questions teed up. Mm -hmm. There's a book out there. I know you love this book, Kyle. I love it too. Exactly what to ask for real estate agents. Mm -hmm. If you guys don't have that book, go get it. It will help you with um, questions that, that you can ask in this process. Not only that, but it, and we've mentioned it before, but Chris Voss is splitting the uh, never split the difference. Um, if you are not great at this part or your conversational skills might be lacking, those two books alone will elevate your game big time because this whole thing, this whole portion of the process is you should be talking as little as possible. You are teeing up really good questions. You're using mirrors, you're using labels, you are using um, tactical summaries and tactical empathy to really get them to open up to you here. Right. This is why I can win listings a lot of times right here because by the time we get through this conversation, sometimes these people like no one no agent has ever gone this deep with us before yep. and really understood our motivation or what we're doing, what we're talking about, or, you know, the whys, the whys behind the what's for the sellers, you know? So, and building that connection is super important. It sets you up for success during the, the presentation portion we're going to get to. Absolutely. And it brings me to a, a thought of something that we've all heard said is people don't know how much, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, mm -hmm. right? When you're showing them that you do care, right? Then they're mm -hmm. going to be more open to listening to what you guys have to say. So do that, do it well. Now you guys need to start taking some notes. Like <laughs> if, if you're in your car, just listen. I know it's hard to listen and be really intent, intentional, you know, and focus on what you're mm -hmm. listening to in the car, especially a podcast, but listen up because here's some stuff that's really going to make an impact on how you conduct your listing appointments from here on out. The next thing we're going to talk about is the walkthrough. Yes. All right. So why do we do the walkthrough? Well, we do the walkthrough because one, it's an opportunity to develop rapport. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity to get to know the product. It's an opportunity to see things about the home that you haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. That may be some points of suggestion, like, hey, we need to replace this carpet or we need mm -hmm. to stretch the carpet or we need right. to repaint this room. Like you're going to start seeing stuff in the home that needs to be addressed as you're doing your walkthrough, you're gathering data, you're learning the product that you're getting ready to mm -hmm. sell and you're getting in, in order to sell a product, you've got to believe in it too, mm -hmm. right? So you've got to do this walkthrough and start to fall in love with this house, mm -hmm. right? So that you can go out there and sell it. So on your walkthrough, Kyle, when you're doing yours, what are some, some key things that, that you typically do during your walkthrough? And so, well, first off, um, when I'm talking to the client, like we say walkthrough, but when I'm talking to the client, I call it an inspection. Okay. Because it reframes what they expect in their head. Gotcha. A walkthrough is a tour of the house and they are showing me how great their house is. An inspection carries with it a little bit more of a keen eye where we're, we're looking for, for faults. All right. So we're inspecting the house. So while I'm walking through or inspecting, whichever one you would call it, uh, I'm, I'm asking um, a few important questions that, you know, Jeremy asked in the, said in the last episode, but, you know, tell me what you love about the house. I even like to go through room by room. Hey, is, what do you love about this room? 
or hey, you know, what what do you don't you know what what is something you would change about this room or known deficiencies? Anyway, I'm trying to find everything else out about it that I can. But here's here's some sneaky little little ninja hacks that we're gonna give you right here. When I see something that needs to be fixed or changed, I take a picture. I don't say anything. I look at it, and I might make a small sound like hmm. To turn the volume up if you didn't hear that. Just <laughs> hmm. hmm. Just a little, yeah. Write that down. And, yeah, right. Write down that sound right there. <laughs> but I will take my phone. And so we we have a walkthrough checklist that we're filling out. We're taking measurements. We're taking notes. And I will take a picture. I'll make that sound. And I'll, take an, I'll put a note. And what do you think the seller does when I do that? <laughs> they look at me and they go, oh, the, one of two things happens. They'll they go, uh, yeah, I, I was going to, I was going to fix that. I was thinking about fixing that. What do you think I should? Yeah. Or they say, well, what, 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 what did you see? You know, they get yeah. curious. They're very curious. Yeah. And they're curious. And so there's, there's a few ways to handle this. The first one, if they ask you, uh, oh, I was thinking about fixing that. Or a lot of times they say, would you fix that? Or you say, well, I would. And again, I'm not. I'm not saying you should. I say I'm saying I would. Right. Again, I'm not blaming them. I'm not putting any of the fault back on them. I'm just saying. So what this also does is later when we're talking about pricing, I have a list of things that might be wrong with the house. And so you know, future pacing our episode here a little bit. A question I might ask during the pricing is, hey, do you think your house is perfect? And they've already seen me hmm, yeah. and take some pictures. Yeah. And then their answer is no. Uh, excellent. I like, while well, your house is beautiful, you've done great. I love your decorations. Here's a list of things that I think could be done to get it perfect. Right. And depending on how long that list is, is depending on how much of a discount they're going to feel like they need to take. Right. Anyway, yeah. that's a little secret. So I'm, I'm going room by room. We're taking measurements. I'm pointing out deficiencies. Um, and I'm also finding out what they love about it. Love it. Love it. I love that. Also, in addition to what Kyle just mentioned, I like to build rapport on the walkthrough. Oh, no, we don't do any of that. How <laughs> <laughs> strictly business. Not yeah. <laughs> there's an inspection. Get yeah. behind me. Yeah. You put on a white hard hat. <laughs> Demand that authority. Demand that respect. <laughs> <laughs> so I love building rapport um, on these walkthroughs or inspections. And you can use things that you see in the house. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, they've got they've got kids. You've got kids. Build rapport. Yeah. Right. They they went to this school. You went to the same school. Build rapport. They served in this branch of the military. You served in that branch of the mm-hmm. military. Build rapport. Like use things that you see in the home to be able to make connections. Right. We always talk about Ford, family, mm-hmm. occupation, recreation, and dreams. If you're in somebody's house, there's no way that you cannot see things in the house that you can relate to. Yeah. Right. And, and find those things. You know, some things are, are even deeper than others. Like there's a college out here in Texas called Texas A&M. Gross. <laughs> so Texas A&M is, is like, it's a cult. You know, <laughs> if you've been to Texas A&M, like it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. This is why I love that college. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. You see another Aggie and y'all are family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So going into that, I mean, stuff like that, you want to, you want to take those opportunities to strengthen the, the bond. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. do that as well as all of the other stuff that we mentioned before. How long, let's say a 3,000 square foot home, how long do you think a walkthrough or an inspection like that should take? I try to keep them under 15 minutes, 15, yeah. 20 maybe, depending on the size or how many different nooks and crannies. Because when you're doing a, a measurement of every single room, so occasionally it just takes a while to get them all jotted down, things like yeah. that. 
Um, so, you know, I try to keep it somewhere in that range. So right now, if you're keeping track, the opening, the goals, the, the communication up front, 15, 20 minutes, yeah. this portion, 15, 20 minutes, we might be 40, 45 minutes into the appointment at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to take it one step back, again, to give you all the why, a lot of people ask us, why don't we do the, the inspection first? Yeah. Uh, for two reasons. One, it's not expected. Every other agent does it that way. Yeah. So you're already differentiating yourself again, and you're controlling the appointment. Mm -hmm. So everyone else, you know, a lot of times people it's, you walk in um, and you have a great line at the beginning, like, hey, where can I set my stuff or whatever you do that. But most homeowners, if you don't speak real quickly and try to control right away, they ask you, oh, well, let's, let's look around. And then, you know, I you know, say, oh, hey, do you mind if we just sit down and actually go through a few things first before we check the house out. Yeah. However you do that, but you're controlling the appointment. The second thing is after you have that nice conversation up front, now you're building tension there, mm -hmm. right? You're asking a lot of questions. They may start feeling, you don't want them to get burnt out. Right. With a lot of questions, a lot of asking, uh, a, lot, a lot of talking. So this is also a, a pressure release valve is, is the inspection. Cause we're about to go right back into the, into the, the presentation. I need them focused. So I need them on point, paying attention to my, my presentation. This helps relax their brain. It puts them in a little bit more at ease. And it's that pressure release valve moving into the presentation. Very great point. Very great point. Something that I was on a listing appointment just a couple of days ago, and uh, this came up where we're doing the walkthrough and the homeowner is showing me things that I'm like, that's kind of irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Like, but although I thought that, mm -hmm. I paid attention to those things like they were like the master bedroom, mm -hmm. right? So just a suggestion that you guys are doing your walkthrough and they're like, oh yeah, here's a coat closet and mm -hmm. here's this little vent, it does this. Like really put a lot of value in the things that they're showing you, mm -hmm. right? Because they're excited about it. You should be excited about it too. If you start dismissing it, they're going to start feeling like you don't think that their words matter. Right. And we don't want that. Right. Right. So, uh, okay. So do that inspection, um, come back to the table, sit down for your listing presentation. And we pull out our computer or laptop, iPad, tablet, whatever you're using, you're doing, you're, you're getting ready to start your presentation. What are some key pieces of information that should be in a listing presentation? Well, we structure ours um, very methodically. Uh, you and I have gone through this several times and refined and refined and refined. Um, you know, just to reiterate, we've spent thousands. You don't want to know the total combined between us that we've spent in coaching. Oh God, yeah, and Tens getting, of thousands. yeah, getting, getting these, <laughs> getting these things. So, you know, we structure this in a very specific way. The next portion of our listing presentation is all about the market. And some of the ways I like to tee this up and kind of frame it, because again, you're, you're framing to your, your, your potential client, how to think about things. Right. And so one of the things I like to ask is what have you heard about the market lately? That's a good one. They'll normally give you some sort of answer. You know, like, oh, interest rates are terrible, or it's a great time to sell, or it's a terrible time to sell. Whatever headlines they're reading, you're about to get. Mm -hmm. That might actually spark different questions. You might want to dig in further, like, oh, where'd you hear that? Or, you know, you know, how do you feel about that? Or, you know, but whatever. However you want to dig into that, you can. But a lot of times I tee that up. And the, the key phrase here is after whatever the answer they give you, let me give you what the real data says. Once again, you're not saying what I'm saying. Let, let me show you what the market data really says. Something along those lines, you're you're framing the market data as the expert because it's it's facts. And that's when you can bust out current interest rates, um, average sales prices, days on market. However you want to frame the market conversation, we typically use three or four stats 
Again, I'm not trying to do a full-blown market update here, but I'm trying to give them an overview of, of what it's like selling um, homes. Occasionally, I will do an over a whole market overview. Like again, real quick, I'm hitting three or four stats real fast, and then their neighborhood, if it is very different from the market. Right, right. And so just to kind of give you guys a visualization on this, like think about if you're if you're gonna go out for a picnic, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna drive somewhere, you're gonna go out for a picnic. What are some things that you take into consideration before you go on the picnic? Where are you gonna look at the weather, mm-hmm. right? What temperature is it now? Is it windy? Mm-hmm. Is it raining? Is it going to rain? What percentage of it chances is right. there of raining? Like all of these things come into consideration because you're gonna go out here and you're gonna get into this park and you're gonna have your food and all mm-hmm. that stuff and all that plays a plays a part, right? And how mm-hmm. you so what we're doing with all this marketing information, we're just kind of educating them and getting them prepared for the picnic of putting their home on the market. Like yeah. this is what's going on in the market right now, mm-hmm. right? This is what we're getting ready to to be involved in. Right. So, so you have to know what we're getting into. So that's kind of why we we present that information mm-hmm. the way we do at that time. So after we get into the the market um, stuff and we a- answer their questions and kind of get a gauge on what their perception is of the market, what is the next step? So after that, so after that, we go into the um, our key differentiators. Right. So we talk about the market. So we we've set up who we are, what's the market doing, and now we're kind of answering the question in the back of their mind, why us? Right. And that's where we talk about our one day listing guarantee, our flexible commission plans, our communication plan. You know, what sets us apart from other realtors, basically right. our performance stats go here. You know, why hire us there? We have a, we have a, a slide in our presentation that shows the average performance across the market and our performance and, you know, shocker, it's better. Right. And yeah, shocker. We're, we're answering two big questions with this slide is, again, why us? We're solidifying why choose us. But two, we are having our commission discount conversation without even having it. Absolutely. Because if I can show you that on average I make 2% higher sales prices than the average industry in less time, why would you not pay more than that? Right. Like why would take a 1%? So you're telling me you would rather save 1% than make 3 Right. Exactly. It, the, it, the math isn't mathing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mathlicious stat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I, I like that one. And you know what? I really like too, like the way we tee up our our guarantees, mm-hmm. right? Because it really shows that we're in touch and we're in tune with what's going on in the market from yeah. the consumer standpoint. Because we say, hey, the number one concern for homeowners is being locked into a long-term contract with a realtor that overpromises, underdelivers, doesn't mm-hmm. communicate, and never does their job. Right. And if they're an expired or canceled listing, that is exactly what they just experienced, mm-hmm. more than likely. Right. Sometimes it's them. Sometimes it's a problem, but most of the time that's what they experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is a true concern. So we're addressing the elephant in the room without them ever having to express it, right. which shows that, yeah, they are in tune. They, mm-hmm. they know what's up. The other one is communication. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, the number one complaint about the real estate industry is a lack of communication. Yeah. I guarantee you that that won't be a problem with me. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Here's how I guarantee it. Now, I always tell them, hey, my phone's on silent when I'm in an appointment right now. This is my time with you. I won't take any interruptions. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to miss phone calls. I'm going to miss text messages. I'm going to miss emails during this time. My guarantee to you is I'm going to return that within the within a few hours. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to hear back from me. 
And this is why. Here's my schedule. Here's where my time block is. Like mm -hmm. just going deep into settling the fears of you're going to take that listing and then just disappear. Yeah. Right. Because that is in their back of their mind that you're just going to sell them right now. Maybe you're a good mm -hmm. salesperson and then you're going to just drop the ball. Yeah. Maybe what they've experienced in the past. You know, I, I, we're probably lingering a little too long on the presentation, but at the same time, I think think through your order of your slides here because this should flow like a script. So like when we deliver this, it's, hey, here's the market. Now let's talk about why us, because I know you're asking that question. Um, here's a slide that I love. And I usually ask him like, hey, do you like stats? Because I love stats. And this is one of my favorite pages because it shows you how we outperform the market. And just say like, hey, do you think it would be like kind of a no-brainer if I could show you? I can make you more than the average agent in the, in the DFW Metroplex. And of course, they're like, yeah, of course. Well, cool. Well, check this out. I average, and I show it to them. And these are I pull these every month, their current stats. And then I move into, and so do you agree that that would be worth, obviously, um, hiring someone that can outperform the average? And they say, yeah, okay, cool. Well, do you know what the number one question I get most of the time at listing presentations? And they're like, well, blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's always about my commission. So let me talk about my flexible commission plan. Yeah. And then, then I ask them, do you think that it would be fair that I charge you the exact same commission no matter how hard I have to work? And they say, no, cool. This is why we designed it this way. And I show it to them. I'll walk them through it. Cool. So that's the number one question I get. Do you know what the number one concern of, our, and we go back in our, our one day listing guarantee. And again, I'm flowing here. And I'm answering all these questions in a very logical order that I set up ahead of time so that these people can follow along with me. And so if you were, could you do this a different order? Yes. Just got to figure out your flow. Yeah. Yeah. But to your point, it's got to make sense. Yes. Right. It's got to make sense. One thing should lead to the, to the next. Yeah. Don't talk about your flexible commission plan and then go straight into your marketing and then come back to a one day listing guarantee. And then right. don't jump around. Right. Now there is a strategic thing that we do where we, we talk about our guarantees in the beginning, mm -hmm. and then we reinforce them at the end, Yep. right? Because a lot of communication has happened in between that time of right. when you first told them about the guarantees and then you get to the end of the presentation, they may have totally forgot about that, right? Right. So we want to end on those guarantees. Mm -hmm. And then we also want to kind of bring some humanity into it, right? One of my favorite slides on our presentation is the photo of my family. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can look a man in his eye and say, hey, look, dude, this is my family. I've got four kids. Mm -hmm. My goal as a father is to create a life for these kids that I didn't have. My goal is to show them success and to provide for them financially and, and emotionally. And if I let you down, then I'm letting them down. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is completely unacceptable. Yeah. I will not let you down. And here's all the reasons why. Yeah. Like, there's something about that. Like when you can look in somebody in their eye and they feel that genuineness and you're yeah. really being genuine with it. Cause I sure, certainly am. You see smiles, Yeah. you know, you, you, you see the muscles that were tense, just loosen up. Mm -hmm. You know, you're now you've, you've given this great presentation and now you're a human again. Right. Right. And now you guys can connect on a deeper level. So right. the presentation is, is absolutely critical. You've got to do it in a, in a order that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You've got to communicate well, all of the, the value propositions that you have for your particular business, you may not have, you know, a flexible commission plan and a right. one day listing agreement, guarantee cash offers. Like you right. may not have those things yet in your business. Mm -hmm. You will, right. The more you get into business, the more you learn about these things, you'll mm -hmm. have them. And, and then sometimes you rotate things in. We used to do like a four, your home sold in 45 days or less mm -hmm. or I buy it. Right. We don't do that anymore. Right. Right. So 
you'll rotate things in and out, but it's important that you, you're structured, you're systematized, you do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. All right. So that is the listing presentation. What comes after that? So the next portion of the presentation or the next portion of the appointment is the pricing conversation, which you've already should have teed up in the presentation where you talk about pricing strategy. You need at least one, hopefully maybe two slides on, on pricing strategy and how that pricing strategy can affect how many people see their house um, and the marketing plan and all that stuff, how it all ties together. Because you want to set yourself up as a, as a pricing expert. So um, when I start the conversation, there's a critical question I like to ask to help out with a little bit of time efficiency. Um, and it goes back to that pre-listing email we talked about in the last episode. Hey, I sent you the CMA and the, the email that I sent. You didn't get a chance to look at that, did you? And most of the time they say no. And then you say, cool, I, I prepared a 60-page CMA or however long it is. Do you trust that I went through this diligently and came up with a pricing strategy that, that is going to maximize your profit? And most of the time they say, yeah, I trust that. Okay, cool. Do you want me to go through this page by page and explain that to you? Or would you like me just to go straight to your price? Now, the trick here is if you think that they want to overprice their house, don't ask that question. <laughs> Please. Yeah. You need to go through the stats with those people. So and we'll get, we'll, we'll go through that a little bit more methodically here. But if you, if, when, when you feel that connection and you're on board with someone, you know, you know that they trust you at this point, you can probably talk about the price, go straight into the contract, get that thing signed, yep. get that lockbox on the door. Yeah. And a good way to know that, you know, in that conversation, like you mentioned, the, the pre-listing conversations, ask them, Hey, do you have an idea what, what you want to list mm. the home at? Yeah. You know, if they say, I have no idea, cool. You know, they're going to trust your guidance. If they're like, ah, this number, right. you know, a very specific number, mm -hmm. then you need to dig more into that. And hopefully that falls in line with your pricing recommendation. But I always like to make sure that they look at all the photos. Mm -hmm. If they haven't looked at it, like I try to go high level on it. Hey, here's the photos, this home, which of these homes, which one do you think is most like yours mm -hmm. in size? And I explain to them, hey, we're going to go 300 square feet above and below. Our goal is to try to anticipate what an appraiser is going to say mm -hmm. and then what the market's going to say. Right. And then we're going to use your active homes as your competition where you sold homes as as real data, mm -hmm. right? Because we don't know what your competition is going to close at, but we do know what these closed homes closed at. Right? Those right. are your comparables. And really try to lead them down the path of a, of a correct answer, mm -hmm. you know, and, and see what they say. Look at photos. Say, how does your home compare to the bathroom on this one? Here's a master bath. How's it compare? Cool. That one's more dialed in. Cool. Then would you think a $5,000 adjustment? Like if your home was exactly like that one, but the bathroom on that one was updated, would your home be worth about 5,000 less? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Write it down. Mm -hmm. Right. So then, okay, here's, here's the value. And then we're going to deduct or we're going to add all these adjustments. And so here's our final number. Right. Right. I, I like to go through like that kind of strategic. This works fantastic for someone who wants to overprice their house. Absolutely. You, you slow it down and you basically force them to do the calculation. And then when they get to the number at the end, they're like, shit. Yeah. And it just makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's logical. But I also like to do it for folks that are in alignment because something that I, that I discovered in the past, and, and this is just a me thing probably, but like we agreed on a price, we listed at the price and then it's so fast. We're like, well, we, we underpriced it. Mm -hmm. What do you mean you underpriced it? It was just the market's hot, right. you know? So it's so fast, but I always like to have the homeowner like in ownership of, yes. of that decision. So they're not just relying on my guidance. They can never come back to me and say, hey, Jeremy, you priced our house too, too low. Mm -hmm. Or you cost us a bunch of money. No, we, we did this together. Right. Makes sense. 
Yeah. I, I like to ask a question right there at that point too. In the appointment, hey, so we've come up with a price for your house. How would you feel if we went under contract in the first weekend? Yeah, that's a good one. And, you know, would you feel like we've le- we've left money on the table or do you feel like we hit that, that you know, looking at the, the price matrix and the, all the other slides here, um, or would you feel like we hit that price right on the head? Right. We nailed it. And normally I'll, I'll hear a lot. I think we might've nailed it. Perfect. So if that does happen, I go back, well, hey, you know, and if they start, if I start feeling any sort of, uh, this is a little, little uh, off topic, but what, when, if that does happen in the first weekend, we've listed, we've done everything, we get an offer. And I start feeling a little hesitation from them. Like, hey, remember when we talked? We said you would have feel like you nailed it. Are you still feeling that way? Or are you feeling a little, little iffy about this? And you might feel, well, I'm feeling a little iffy. Like, well, we can always reject it and raise the price. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well. And then when they, they get confronted with the alternative and that now begin, again, it becomes their decision again. Yes. No, no, let's just take it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll roll with it. Yeah. All right. So then once we come to a decision on pricing, right? And again, it's always a homeowner's decision. We make recommendations. We support it. Yes. Sometimes supporting it means that we move forward the listing. Sometimes we say we support it from a distance, right? <laughs> we don't take that I'll, listing. I'll, I'll, cheer, I'll cheer you on from back here. <laughs> no, it's $150,000 too high. I support your decision yeah. um, to go find a, an agent that will do that. Yes. Okay. So we've got a decision made. We're moving to our listing agreement signed. Getting it signed. So pro tip, have all of the homeowner's information on your listing paperwork prior to getting there. Yeah. It should, I like to do it printed. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some folks want to do it digital. Time kills deals. Yeah. Right. So if there's an opportunity to do it on in paper right then and there, you should do that. A few reasons why I think that's the best way is one, you get it done. You mm-hmm. don't have to wait for them to sign, e-sign, get in their emails. and. Right constantly have to follow up with them on that Two, you get an opportunity to really explain the listing agreement to them Mm -hmm. and even further solidify their decision in hiring you because you know your contracts too now right so now you're icing the cake you just baked so that's why i love getting the listing agreement signed right there but be efficient with it Mm -hmm. when i go to a listing appointment i 100 percent expect to get it i don't care if i waste 10 pieces of paper Mm -hmm. right in in the process so not only is the homeowner's information on page one, but I've got my initials on every single page. I've got my signature on the last page. I've got intermediary box checked because we're doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I have that thing filled out so much. The only thing I need is price. I need price and listing dates. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I put the listing date on there too. <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah. We're listing that thing today. Like <laughs> I put every, all I need is price. Yeah. That's it. That's all I need on my listing agreements is, is price. So I will legitimately go through and say, hey, here's here's paragraph one. All of y'all's information is already there. Can you can you add your best phone number and email address? Mm-hmm. That's it. Hey, here's this. Oh, exclusions. Mm-hmm. I'll ask them about exclusions or anything we're not leaving with the property that's attached right. or an accessory. I may need to fill that in. And then just walk them through every single yeah. paragraph, paraphrasing, of course. You know, but in order to be able to do that intelligently, y'all need to have studied this thing, yeah, right, and have some some knowledge of of what it means, what all of the things mean, especially the ones where it relates to commission, like mm-hmm. when is it payable, right? When have you earned it? When's it payable? Right, right. Those are good things to be able to explain. Their protection policy, go through, and I even highlight where I need them to initial and sign, yeah, right. That way, it's super simple, yeah. right? All of this is in in the preparation phase. Um, what additionally do you do when you're getting the listing agreement signed? Uh, you know, this is pretty pretty in alignment right here. Yeah, I used to do the digit sign. 
I, I was doing paper, had great success with it, but I thought, yeah, this is a waste of resources. Let me go back to DigiSign. Now I would show up with it pretty much, it would same thing, it's already done. I'd already created the signing packet. I've already had their information. I've already set up everything I needed to set up other than just filling in a few blanks and having them sign it. But that's still created, like now I had connection issues in the house and I couldn't yeah. get it sent or, yeah. you know, they, I don't know, it just, it still created some sort of um, friction. Yeah. And I saw a lower percentage of people signing it. So I went back to paper. Yeah. So a hundred percent. I get like a lot of times I'll jokingly, Hey, this is the last time you'll get a piece of paper from me, you know, <laughs> right, it really and, is. and you sign it. Yeah. But it, it gives you the chance to flip the pages over and go through it and things like that. And yeah. I've experimented with sending a signing digitally with a, an explainer email with a 15 minute video going through it. It just, it never works as well as just doing it in person right yeah. there. Yeah. So Absolutely. I just want to back that point up. I and mean, we do pretty much hundred percent spot on right there. Yeah. And, and be thorough with it. Y'all. This mm -hmm. is a legal document. Be completely thorough. Make sure all your I's are dotted, all your T's are crossed. Mm -hmm. Like there's no missing information that needs right. to be input in there. Know the agreement so that you can explain it intelligently to these folks and yeah. further solidify that you are the expert. And then once you have this listing agreement signed, it's very important to educate them on what the next steps are. Yeah. Right. What are the next steps? You should have your, your going live date dialed in if you can. Mm -hmm. Like if their house is immaculate, sometimes people live like that. Right. You know, they, <laughs> they live in staged homes. Yeah. You know, you're like, okay, cool. There's really no barriers to us going right. online. When do you want to go? Right. Yeah. When do you want to go live? When are we doing photos? If mm -hmm. you can get that information now, we just had a listing appointment where he's like, I need to get the house painted on the inside. Like we got some contractor stuff to do. Mm -hmm. So we don't know these dates yet, Right. but it was communicated to him that part of the next step is identifying those dates. Yeah. Right. These are the next steps. This is when the sign's going to go in the yard. Mm -hmm. This is when we're going to go live on the market. We're going to do an open house the first weekend. This is how you're going to get all these documents yeah. that you just signed is we're going to scan them in. Our admin team is going to take them and they're going to email you a welcome email. Mm -hmm. So then now you have all their information you're going to have all the documents that we just went over. Mm -hmm. um, and if we're missing anything, they're going to ask for that. Yeah. Right. So set expectations of communication with our admin team. Mm -hmm. You know, and a pro tip here, always set a listing date, even if like in this particular situation where a lot of work needs to be done in the house and we don't know exactly when it's be ready, set a listing date. Because even if you have to change that, having a deadline oh, yeah. will automatically make them get that work done faster. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Definitely set that deadline. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. Anything else with next steps? No, I think that's perfect. You just you want to, you just again as a professional, you want to future pace what will happen, and then you want to deliver on what you said is going to happen. Yeah, keeps setting expectations and fulfilling expectations. That's what's going to lead you into you know long term is better reviews. Um, actually, people leaving reviews, referrals. Um, and just delivering a fantastic experience. For sure. And it's all part of the experience. You know, mm -hmm. it's all part of leveling up in business and getting more clients and more repeat clients and yeah. referrals is is that experience. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad I'm really glad you brought that up. That we want to create an experience for these folks that shows them and makes them feel that we are the professionals that they can mm -hmm. trust with this adventure in their life. Yeah. I mean, and this is maybe for a future episode, but this is a fantastic time to ask for referrals. Yeah. Like you've done the listing appointment, you've gotten the house ready and the house just went live. Hey, we just went active. This is fantastic. You know, I can't wait to get the, you know, you're under contract. By the way, um, you know, you've had a, hopefully you've had a fantastic experience right now. Who else do you might know that might need to buy or sell right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into more, uh, lead, more lead generation referral strategies later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, guys, remember this is all about 
you leveling up in your business and increasing your listing inventory. Mm. BAC may be going away, it may not be going away. Either way, listings are the more profitable of the two mm -hmm. when you look at listings and buyers. So if you want to be a listing agent, these are all the things that you have to have in your arsenal to not be average, right? To stand out, stand above the crowd, increase your conversions, increase your level of business, increase your level of service, and just level up, mm -hmm. right? These are these are leveling up tactics that you guys can put into play immediately. If you have questions, you can email us at the how to real estate podcast at gmail.com or you can comment below. Mm -hmm. There's going to be links below in the show notes um, where you can access Kyle and I directly. Go back and listen to episode 16. If you haven't, we offered up a freebie in there. So if you want to get that freebie, go listen to episode 16 and it'll tell you exactly what to do and how to get that freebie. If you haven't subscribed, please do so now. Hit the like, share this with another real estate agent that you think would benefit from this information and go back and check out past episodes, guys. We've got some good ones. Episode 13, um, you need to go listen to that one. So, And coming up next is uh, an interesting look at why or how, how to think about joining a team. Yeah, how to think about it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, how to think about it. We're not going to tell you the right answer because there may be different right answers for different people, but really kind of reframe how you think about it, especially if you're open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.